Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And that's Ronan's favorite quote. And it's by Winston Churchill. Might have heard of him. <laughs> I'm super excited to have our next guest, Ronan Ryle. Um, before I do, just to remind you, there's all kinds of goodness at lucydumascoaching.com. Lucy with an I. Uh, fun fact, I was born with it with a Y, but it didn't fit me. And when I was 12, I read Little Women and one of the women changed the spelling of her name and that inspired me to change mine. So that's how we get it with an I. And I was then able to dot an I with a heart most of my life. So anyway, I've never explained that before. So Ronan, here's his story. He is the founder and CEO of 3XM, and uh, he's going to share a little bit about what the products are at 3XM and the Business Success Academy. He is a vendor partner uh, on the PPA Board of Directors, so he's someone that is in the trenches making things better for all of us through his service. Um, he has academic qualifications to be sharing all of the wisdom that he will today. Uh, he's got a master's in sales, marketing, digital marketing, business, strategy development, change management, leadership, and accountancy, as well as being a tennis coach. I'm not sure how that comes in other than maybe the importance of perseverance and practice. <laughs> His Vision for the world is where photographers can create sustainable and profitable businesses. And y'all know I'm all about that. That's why this is called the profitable photographer. Um, he sees a world where our skills and expertise as professional photographers are highly valued, where we're recognized in our communities and among our peers, not just as a great photographer, but a successful entrepreneur. He says he wakes up every day living for your success with the mission of helping photographers worldwide create more incredible businesses. And, you know, I do the same, Ronan. That is, uh, after 40 years in the business, this last seven, my heart has been helping others. So we, we share that. And he's been in business 33 years. So a little less than me, but a good long time. And... You're going to love hearing his accent. We all do. He's lives near Dublin, Ireland, that is. So welcome, Ronan. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Lucy, it's great to be here. And, you know, I guess when you change the eye and put a heart over it, you know, you live that every day, right? That yes, heart over the eye. I, absolutely. Floating. <laughs> yeah, it was the other interesting thing. You know, I, I like a bit of, we call it woo-woo here. Uh, and so there's this numerology where they take the numbers and there's, I don't know, whatever your numbers mean. And when I did the numerology with Lucy with the Y, it wasn't me at all. 
And then when I change just that I, it like it is a complete description of me. So I don't know if that means anything, but ask your leprechauns. And, you know. Absolutely. Next time I meet one, I'm sure I'll meet one probably tomorrow. Um, yeah. As I as I look for that pot of gold underneath the rainbow, <laughs> yeah. and I'll certainly mention it to them. Yes. So um, just a quickie, if people don't know what the products are at 3M. Um, you have created, uh, let me start that again. So just in case people have not checked out 3XM, uh, I, I want you to briefly tell what some of the main products are there, but I'm gonna say one of them is that you do beautiful boxes to do, I guess we call them folio boxes. And I gave you this idea and I'm gonna do it again. When the lid lifts, that they hear you or one of your colleagues speak for a while and say, oh, I'm so happy that you, wait, I can do a better Irish accent than that, but uh, welcome, Sharon Bigora. Now you've opened your box. Enjoy something like that. What do you think of that idea? Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Or we, <laughs> we, or we could just say, you know, Ganari on boat or laugh, which is, is an Irish saying for may the road rise and meet you which means that, you know, that you, that you achieve your end goals effectively, you know, ah, and, and have a good time doing it. Good, but you'd have to explain it in that. So, okay. Anyway, uh, what the heck does 3M offer people before we get into strategies and marketing and sales and all that good conversation? Sure, Lucy. And that's great. a great question, you know, and, and I suppose um, before I, I, I explain that fully, I suppose should explain some of the philosophy behind what we do. So, so before we design anything new, we sit down and we say, right, you know, many photographers, they struggle to turn their passion for photography into profit. And that's why you do this too, right? So we say, so how can we help with that? So we look mm -hmm. at every, the, you know, the photographer's journey from lead generation through to sales. And we say, what product or software or training can we develop to help with that? Mm. Um, and, and that's our starting philosophy. Um, so as a result of that, what 3XM does is it provides photographers with what we call the ultimate folio box, which is a great way, especially for a photographer who's selling wall art first, right? It's a great way to um, continue the sale after the wall art sale and take all mm -hmm. those other amazing images that the photographer has captured, you know, that, that they can display those important relationships in product that sits within a folio box. Um, and the beauty about, about the folio box is, one, it's, it's different. You don't see it in consumer land, right? Um, right? While most albums you see in consumer land. And two, then, it's so flexible and it's new. It's like a piece of furniture. Um, and it allows then the photographer to to upsell their sales by combining, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 other images in the box. And a lot of photographers also use it to deal with the digital question, right? Because the wall art sale is done, right? Um, so it's a great way to give the client what they want by selling them what they need. Because mm. um, most, most consumers think they just want the digitals, right, for social media. And so the Foley box is a great way to say, right, what, you know, we've you've we have you've invested in the wall art that's going to be displayed in your home, and now here's a way for this beautiful folio box to get those other important relationships in photographic print. But you know what? For every one that you invest in, 
I am going to bundle in there the digital file for your social media. And mm. um, so it's a great way to use what they want to sell them what they need because in a couple of years' time, it's those images that are displayed in the wall and those images that are in the folio box that will make the real difference, right. right? Well, here's what I love about what you said is that it's an add-on to the wall art. Um, my superpower, Ronan, is selling three to seven wall portraits per client. And I do not want uh, the people that I'm coaching and, and me to have something like a folio box um, what's the word being instead of wall art. So I love that focus. I also get a little worried when people are um, giving digital files with a, with a folio box, if they haven't already invested in wall art, some people will keep that really inexpensive. And then the consumer's like, well, gosh, if I can get that box for this much and I get all the files, why would I buy wall art? So, you know, we're not going deep into that strategy right this minute, but it just makes my heart super happy that it's that add-on. And um, I, I love albums because you can tell a story and they don't get mixed up. But I also love what you just said about how boxes are something that people can't get out in the world. So they have to come to a professional. So, um, Thank you for that. Now, how did you decide to have a business that serves photography? You've got a really strong business education background. I'm sure you've done other things. Uh, well, if you've been doing this 33 years, it's been, you know, a while. But how did you get in the photography world? That's a great question. And, and how, because I can't even take a selfie. So unlike a lot of people in our industry, <laughs> I haven't come from a photographic background. Um, so, so how it started was, uh, I'm actually second generation in, in the business. Um, so my father and mother had started Photo Value in 1981. Um, and they had started to the business to make cardboard packaging for photographs. Ah. So, so the mounts and sleeves that you see. And in the UK market, which was our number one market, nearly every school photograph that's taken is delivered in a cardboard frame, unlike right. the US market. And um, so that's how I got into it. And I started studying accountancy, did my level ones straight up out of school, decided accountancy wasn't for me. I'd fallen in love with my beautiful wife, who's still married, still putting up with me. Um, <laughs> and I knew she was in a hurry. Um, and I said, you know what? Um, accountancy is not for me. It wasn't for me. And what I, what, what I went to, I went to my parents and said, any chance you could give me a job? Huh? Um, because they encouraged me never to work in the family business. And they, my mother in particular says, go and get a degree and join the civil service. That was her advice, join the government ranks. Um, so, so that was sort of, they said, dad said, yeah, you can come in, but you're going to start sweeping the floor in the factory. And that's what I did. And mm. we had two businesses at that time. So that a lot of people won't know. So we had Photo Value that owns 3XM and the Photo Value brand, which operates in the UK primarily for the mounts. Um, and now Business Success Academy, of course. And we, um, I started sweeping the floors and we had a lithographic print business as well. So we had um, machines to print primarily stationery at the time and wedding mm. stationery. Um, so I started sweeping the floor and three months after sweeping the floor, 
um, my the salesperson in the print business decided that they were leaving. Um, and dad called me up to the office and he said, um, Ronan, uh, here's the thing. Joe is leaving. Um, you're going on a sales course next week for two days and you're going to sell for the lithographic business. And that was my start. Yeah. So a family business that just surprises me. Um, and yes. I won't ask how your parents got in that, but that is uh, awesome. I love backgrounds that are different where you weren't just like, hmm. I need to sell something. Who should I sell it to? But that your family had a heart for serving that industry. So yeah, in my, in my day, every senior got their senior portraits in folders and such I too. Did. Yeah. I decided not to deliver things in those folders because my suspicion is they never get out of the folders once you put them in there. And I want people to put the tabletops into frames and such so um yeah um okay so i know that you've shared there's something that you love to do which is connecting the dots from the knowing about your money and the that profit first model if people don't know that to understanding what kind of leads you need you know that was something that you mentioned we could chat about so i fill me in Sure. So um, how do I start without being too, <laughs> too bold and brash? Um, so, so here's my thing, Lucy. I, you know, I talk to a, a lot, a lot, a lot of photographers, right? And we sit down and we have a chat about their business and stuff. And there's a couple of key things that, 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 that we discover very quickly. And one is that, you know, knowing your numbers, but knowing what drives those numbers is, is often missing. And then when you link that then to the marketing of, you know, build it and they will come is how I describe it. So a lot of photographers, you know, they do spend a lot of time in blogging and SEO and um, not that that's not important, but what that's relying on, that's relying on someone else to take action to say, I need to hire a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, as distinct from what we call proactive marketing, which is taking control of your marketing to earn enough conversations to be able to make that connection with people um, so that they discover how important the job that photographers do for them and the lasting difference it's going to make to their lives to be able to fill their studio all year round. Mm. And, quite, and quite often photographers, you know, they say to me, um, oh, the last quarter is the busiest quarter. And of course, it always will be. But then I'm quiet in January to April and January to May. And I say, why is that? You know, and the, and the real reason why is because there's no proactive marketing going on. So um, give me some tips on proactive marketing. Can you give me like some bullet points or some sure. ideas about great proactive marketing? Sure. So, so so if we go back to the numbers first and then we link into that. Okay. So. So, so, so if you know what you need your business to turn over, mm-hmm. um, and I know all of your people know Profit First already, but if you know what your business needs to turn over to deliver you the real revenue you need and therefore the owner's pay that you desire and deserve mm-hmm. from your business, well, then we can take those numbers and divide it by what's the business set up to do. So how many clients a year can you actually over-deliver for, you know, and surprise and delight and then when you divide your revenue by that number, then you get you get an idea of your 
the sale that you need per client, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I see a lot then, of people on, uh, sorry to interrupt. I see a lot of people, but he gave me permission. <laughs> he said, you know, we Irish, we like to talk. So jump in when you, <laughs> um, I see a lot of people on some of the Facebook groups say, you know, how much should I charge for this? Or, and I always say just what you said, you need to work backwards. How much do you need to earn per year? How many clients per year? And then what do you want to deliver? And then you break that down or, or they'll say, what's the markup? And, you know, there's not like, oh, let's do three times or five times or a thousand times. It's if I need $2,000 a client because I want a certain amount of income, tell me if I'm on track with this. Um, I want a certain amount of income and I, let's say, can and want to do 10 clients a month, then I divide that into that, knowing my cost of running the business and all of that. And then, so if it comes to 2000, what can I sell? day in and day out for 2000 below a certain cost of goods. And then that's how I set pricing. Um, are, are you, does that jive with your. Absolutely. Absolutely. Spot on, as we'd say in Ireland. Spot spot on. On. <laughs> and, and, and then what we, and then what, where we take that piece is once you know that, right. It's then just, as you said, you work backwards again. So, so I start with it with, and I know ratio is going to turn off loads of photographers, but it's the sales <laughs> and marketing ratio where we do put the cart before the horse. And this is one of the few times you do that. So if you start with, like you said, let's take your example, Lucy, and let's say you realize that you need a hundred sales a year to make the math easy for me. Right. Yeah. And so if you need a hundred sales, then how many bookings do you need, which is the step before that. Right based on we all have movement in our business, right? We all have people, no matter how good our system is, that don't turn up. So okay. let's say your so let's say your movement rate is 20%. Well then for a hundred sales, I need 120 bookings, right? Ah. Um and the step before the bookings then is the conversation, right? Mm. That's the conversation where you know, you're a good friend too. My good friend, Steve Saparito, you know, you'll do your discovery call. You make those connections with your clients. You'll do all that piece to work. So that's the conversation. Some people call it pre-shoot consultation, but it's really a conversation, you know, to make that connection and understand what your client needs from, from your experience so that you deliver that. And the step prior to that is you have to earn that conversation. Mm. And, and that's where your marketing is. So you need to okay. generate enough leads. So if for every conversation you need to generate five leads and then you do all that math backwards, most photographers need somewhere between 500 and 2000 leads a year to earn those conversations. To, to get the hundred. To um, get that hundred, hundred sales. Exactly. Okay. So, so, so what I say is, so what's your strategy to generate those leads? Like, cause you know, yes, it's great having clients who become your marketing engine and drive referrals, but then you're relying on your, clients to do your selling right and that's why you end up with these peaks and troughs because mm. there's no consistency to it so having having a proactive marketing system in place allows you even out those troughs so you don't end up with you know the mountains the alps right. you know you have mm -hmm. more small hills and mm -hmm. um, and it also then allows us allows you when you have control of your marketing that 
when you see a gap in your calendar sometime forward in the next four or six weeks, you can do some proactive marketing that you can turn on to generate those conversations, to turn into conversations, to turn into bookings, to turn into sales. Um, can you give me some, uh, so, and I appreciate the, how we're starting at the beginning um, or at the end. Yeah, we're starting at the end. What's the result? Um, but I'd love to know some, some of your um, proactive marketing schemes, but that, oh. I don't mean that in a negative way. <laughs> no. What no, are I, some I, successful I proactive marketing strategies? That's the word. Okay, so um, the most successful marketing strategy, and I know some people are going to say, really, that doesn't work for me. Um, but the most, the most um, successful strategy right now for generating those conversations is by using marketing funnels um, and using various tactics to drive traffic, which is a horrible name for people. I hate the use of the marketing. Beep, beep. But, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I hate and traffic it. on the wrong side of the road where you are. So <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I don't know why people who are come from the marketing industry call it traffic. It's a horrible definition for just people, you know, people, yeah. getting people into your world. Um, and, you know, often photographers don't know how to um, create an offer that will connect with their ideal clients, don't know, get confused between offers and discounting. They're not the same thing. Right. Um, and understanding too that, you know, even because a lot of photographers think they have luxury brands and they can't give offers. Um, you know, the, I, Donald Miller of Story Brand describes this really well, well for me. So when I became a Story Brand guide a number of years ago, and um, one of his stories was there was this company had a hundred million dollar turnover. And um, they were struggling, even though they had a hundred million dollar wow. turnover, they just couldn't grow revenues and they were decreasing. So they paid him big money to come and meet the CEO, the CFO and the CMO, the chief marketing officer. So he went into them anyway and he said, OK, let's have a look at your marketing budget, how it's divided down. Right. And he had a look at it and he says, mm, you've got this flipped. You're spending 90 percent of your marketing budget on branding activities and 10 percent on proactive marketing you need to flip that the other way around. Mm. Now, if a $100 million company needs to do that, um, well, then every small medium enterprise, which we are, right, uh, us as photographers, you know, we need to take the same approach to it. And often I think we're preoccupied with creating a brand mm -hmm. because your brand, what is branding? Branding is what your clients say to others about you based on how you made them feel. Right. If you don't have clients, but then you've no chance of having a right. brand. So, okay. So the most successful is a marketing funnel, meaning like, are there some specific things that we do in that? I'm, yes, my you want to detail. Audience, my audience loves those bullet points and, sure. you know, the so dialing it down as well as having the big, concepts so okay what is okay. a marketing funnel and how does that uh attract okay. our ideal clients to pull the trigger and contact us sure so, so so the so the funnel the funnel part starts with people coming from somewhere so that can be as it can be with a vendor partner so let's take an example let's say you're partnering with a charity partner that shares the same ideal client as you 
right? And you decide to do a partnership with them where um, the sitting fee, or whatever you want to call that, becomes a donation for the charity. Mm-hmm. And in return for that, the charity agree to send this offer to their email list. Okay, so that so you co-write, or you 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 write this for the charity, right? Mm-hmm. You write the email, and within the email is this offer that you're going to support the charity, and in return, Ronan Royal Photography is going to um, forego our sitting fee and donate that to the charity. Okay. okay, and there's a link there then that the client can click and it comes to a landing page. And what's a landing page? It's a fancy word for a website page with no distraction. Oh, so that when somebody comes to us, so if you go to a website, often the biggest problem with websites is there's way too much distraction. Click right. here to, to follow me on, on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever that is. Uh, click here to view my galleries. Click here to sign up for my newsletter. Click here to do whatever, right? So mm-hmm. there's too much. There's too much um, directs being given to the, the, the visitor to the website to take action and they're confused. Uh, so a landing page is basically when they come to that web page, the only thing they can do is sign up for the offer, in this case, a donation to a charity in return for a sitting fee, or, or they close down that page in their browser. There's no links off to follow me on Facebook or follow me on LinkedIn or have a look right. at my galleries here or look at my prices here or about me here or whatever that right. is. That's, that's what a funnel is. Okay. So, the fir- so now, so they go to the landing page, they buy the session fee, the information goes to you. Uh, and so how is this a f- part of the funnel? So-, so, so if we if we divide out what marketing and sales is, right? So they're like a married couple, right? They're together, but they're different. Right. right? And so the so so the marketing piece is about earning a conversation with a prospective client. Okay. So now you have the conversation exactly so don't so it's about exactly it's about earning that conversation so the follow-up when the donation is made is to schedule that consultation or that conversation right Mm -hmm. so that you can have that conversation with the client explain what they've just bought which for their donation and what you know what the process is going to be the end result of the experience photographic experience they're going to go through um, and then where, where that leads. And then that allows you open up a conversation to understand, you know, why they made this donation and what is, what is their expectation from this photographic experience to get into that conversation. So they start talking, let's say it's a family portrait experience. So, so it opens the conversation to talk, to understand, you know, the relationships within that family. And um, so that that informs then what you're going to capture as the photographer and then once you've done that and you've anchored that piece, then you can talk about the expected investment that, you know, their donation does not buy them everything. Mm-hmm. So that's so that's how the two processes marry. Got but it. a lot of people think that if I have an offer of any kind, right, on my marketing, that there's a direct correlation with the sales piece. There is not. Right. The, the, no matter how good your marketing is, here's the facts across all businesses, not just photography. If you, if you gather 100 leads, 50% of those are not your client, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. So much so that 
if you gave them a black Ferrari for free, they'd complain they want a red one. Right. And we all have clients like that. Right? <laughs> the other 50% will buy at some stage from you. And what I mean by that is the really good marketeers of that 50 leads that they gather who are potential clients and 15% of them or seven and a half of them, if there's such a thing, let's round uh-huh. up to eight, eight of them, right, um, will purchase now once you can convert them now. The other, and here's the key thing, the other 42 will buy from you between day 30 and two years out. Mm. So a lot of photographers don't have, not only do they not maximize the conversion on the front end of the funnel, if you want to talk at the top end of the funnel, mm-hmm. but they've no systems to nurture those other people ah. who will be ready to buy at some stage. Mm-hmm. So what so do you recommend whole, to nurture those? It, it's, it's a combination of things. So what, what we recommend is that you will have a nurturing email sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but the key thing with this is, and the key mistake that people make is they think nurturing emailing is a sales offer or right. it's salesy. It's not. Yeah. So your nurturing, your nurturing email should be made up of things like um, this month, it might be um, here's, here's Mary's story. Mary and Jim came in for their family portrait experience. And um, here's what, what, what we created with them and for them. Here's what they invested in. And this is what Mary says about the experience Mm. and the difference this work is now making to their family life. And then at the end of, and you can have imagery to reflect that, you tell the story, but you should never send any email without some sort of soft sell piece. And the best place to do that is in the PS. Mm. So you can then say, if you're like Mary and it's right now for you to book your family portal experience, just click here to do so. But it's not hard sell, right? It's a really right. soft sell. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that's one example of a nurturing email. But the, but the key of these things is that they're, they're, um, they happen on a regular basis. So if you can do right. one a month, you do one a month. Right. Um, and it's also a great way to, um, you know, if you do have something special coming up, it's a good way to plant a seed for that. So what I would say is if you're doing nurturing email sequences, you know, you can have three that are like we described, right? Mm-hmm. And with a very soft sell. And then, you know, one in four can be a harder sell. So right. an offer of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, a couple of friends. Do you know Antoine Didion? He, he's from San Diego. He's French. He's, he's getting around. He's been in the business maybe five years or so. And he has this incredible monthly newsletter that's super branded. He, he, he calls it an episode. So it's like number 12 and he gives some inspiration. There's some fun information. He does what you said. He talks about a session. It lets people know a little about his life. And then occasionally we'll be like, Hey, if you, you know, want some portraits here, I am, here's how to find me. And um, I open them every time and I'm not going to, necessarily hire him well actually i would if i could get my great grandnephew in town because he's got a really nice style so um so i want to jump back to i'm guessing you'll agree with me on this but uh so one of the things that that when we're doing let's see a partnership marketing 
that one of the beauties and the dangers it, from my perspective is that the beauty is when you are sure that the person, the company you're partnering with, the business, the nonprofit has your ideal clients. Because like there are parts of San Diego that are wonderful places with wonderful people and nonprofits, but most people in that community could not afford what I offer. Now the, the beauty part, so he's shaking his head. So I'm, I'm onto something. <laughs> um, so the beauty is when an organization is doing something like this and it's our ideal clients, they're, they're giving us a thumbs up to their patrons that we are great. So, um, but the tricky part is making sure these are the right clients. Even to like in my community, um, there are some very active um, chapters that support children's hospital and they'll do fundraisers. They'll decide they're gonna help buy some machine or something. And I learned the hard way that although there's like 10 of those, only three are places that I partner with because the others are in, you know, San Diego's a big place and, and they're doing good work in other regions, but they're not my ideal clients. Am I, am I on track? Yeah, so, so, so Lucy, absolutely. So what I would say is, you know, a lot of photographers do charity auctions and things. So that's a great one to start because what you're doing is you're taking the principles of those charity auctions, right? And you're just digitizing it. Um, you know, but it's another source of income then for that charity. So a lot of photographers I talk to who do charity auctions, they know their idea the client is in that charity, right? Right. So, so, so that's, that's a great place to start with the charity. But there's other ways to do this. Um, and a lot of photographers get confused by this as well. So one of the principles that we have is we have... And don't be put off by the name first, because I'll explain the logic behind it, right? Okay. So I call the charity piece sort of a lukewarm lead, right? Because okay. you have somebody else who is trusted, you know, you have people, patrons who are trusted by the charity recommending you, right? So they're a lukewarm lead. Okay. But that on its own is, is never enough. You know, you need to have a strategy around what we call cold traffic, okay? Oh, I'm um, sorry, what, what's the word? around cold traffic. So people who've never heard of you or it's not a recommendation of any kind, right? Okay. So, so, so here's the thing, right? Um, most people don't wake up every morning, look at their walls and say, I need to, I need to book a family portrait experience right. or I need to book a newborn photographic experience or I need to book a boudoir photographic experience or whoever that might be, right? The only real photography where that happens is with a wedding, right? Because the trigger event is most people who are getting married realize they need to hire a professional photographer. Right. All right. Maybe senior, maybe high school seniors, kids, something event driven. Yes. Something that's event or, or driven by a life event, as you say, you know, something like that, that's fine. But the other types of photography, they're not. So we call them, um, they're people who are blissfully unaware of <laughs> what, they can, what they can gain by investing in a photographic experience rather than changing their car this year 
or rather than going on an extra holiday or rather than changing out the the the, the settee or the furniture this year right um and by um having a strategy around earning conversations from those people the most effective system we see is the funnel landing pages we've just talked about right but the traffic or the people come from facebook advertising okay um, but 96% of photographers we see doing Facebook advertising, they do it wrong. They okay. do it completely wrong. Um, so Facebook has grown up. I think Facebook is now 16 years old in terms of when it was worldwide, right? So it's gone through those stages of growing up as a, as, as a child does. So initially, you know, you got free organic reach, which was great for photographers, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they had the boost your posts, you know, and that was great for a while. But that doesn't work anymore on Facebook. Um, okay. What works on Facebook now is an offer constructed with paid advertising to stop the scroll of somebody in their, their feed, get them to click that learn more button to visit your landing page where you can build a know, like, and trust a bit more and for them either to take action by taking up your offer or not. Okay. And, and the most effective tool that, 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 that we teach for that is what we call a register to win. Now, don't put, you put up a register. A register to win is not a competition, okay? Because a lot of photographers run competitions on Facebook, and they're okay, but they're not great. And here's why they're, they're okay and not great. Yes, they can capture some interest, right? Mm-hmm. But there is no qualification, right, pretty much in a competition as to who's going to win. It's hard to do that. Yes, you can capture a zip code and say, is that from a good area of town before mm-hmm. you, you appoint your winner? But really, there's um, there's a start time, there's an end time, right? So it's not evergreen. What's evergreen? It's marking that you can turn on and off as you need to generate the leads and the conversations. And um, while a register to win is different this way, so everyone you want to be a winner is a winner, right? So you have your offer, right? Which is typically like we discussed on on the charity, where you build a value stack of you know register to win the free session. You will put some product credit in there as a product credit, um, you know, and you add that value up. That somebody sees the ad, they click the learn more button, they come to your landing page for your register to win. And here's the key, right? You capture their email address, their phone number, and their name as part of the registration, right, to be able to contact them. They see the offer, but you also ask, so why would you like to win this photographic experience? Mm. And the answer to that question, you'll get, I want some free pictures to somebody <laughs> telling you their life story. You know, ah. So my son this year is going off to university. He's a high school senior. It's our last opportunity to get a family portrait done of our family before he flies the nest. Yeah. So yeah. those people, so those people, right, are the ones that you appoint a winner, right? But mm-hmm. everyone who meets your criteria is a winner. And it's not where there's one grand prize and a whole lot of runner-ups, because I don't know if you're like me, but I'd hate to be second to anybody in a runner-up. So you're already right. putting them in a negative yeah. mindset. No, as a no grand prize. No grand prize. Everyone okay. who meets your criteria wins the, um, the session experience mm-hmm. and a product credit towards mm-hmm. an investment they want to make, right? Um. And that way, then, everyone who meets your criteria of that why question can be a winner. So the next step is you connect with those people on the phone. Yes. You on have the your phone. Le- I love that on you said phone. that, too. 
yes. has to be on the phone. So you connect with them on the phone. They're delighted to get your call because they register to win something, right? It's mm-hmm. not cold calling. Right. You have a conversation with them then and you've got in that why question, right? The open mm-hmm. to the conversation. So Lucy, I'm just ringing you. You registered to win a photographic experience. I just had to ring you today because the story you said about John going off to university just connected mm-hmm. with me instantly. Tell me a little bit about John and your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you're using the answer to the why question as the opening to your discovery call to allow you to discover those important relationships in the family and the other members for you then to start up the sales process as Steve Saprito teaches to mm-hmm. anchor that investment for the wall displays, right? right. In, in, in the home. But the key here is you're now in control of creating and earning as many conversations as you need based on right. your sales and marketing ratio that we discussed earlier mm-hmm. to close enough bookings and sales to deliver you the income you desire. Well, I love how clearly you've described this, Ronan. You know, it's not the first time it's been discussed on this podcast or that I've shared it with my coaching clients or, you know, we've sat around over lunch with with friends like Steve and like you and talking about it. you've really clarified uh, some aspects for me and hopefully for my listeners about the, I think that register to win is a great phrase. So yeah, I'll be putting that into, into what is it? Anyway, no, we'll, Lucy, we'll be doing that. Um, and I have another quick question, but go ahead. And Lucy, the key, the key difference between a lead that comes from there, right? As distinct from a lead that comes from SEO on your website or a lead that comes from Google AdWords or anything like that, right? Is that a lead that comes to your website from that source, right? Somebody else has sparked the desire or the need to invest in this. And somebody who does that, somebody else sparks it, right? So they, mm-hmm. they become blissfully aware by someone else. They go through that step then of building their knowledge around what it is or how do I fulfill this desire I have? They get to the consideration stage, which is their shortlist. And how they're doing that is they're visiting, they're doing a Google search and visiting various different photographers, right? Mm -hmm. And they're building their knowledge and they're making their shortlist. So when they contact the photographer, the consumer thinks they know everything about this bar one thing. What do you charge for? Mm-hmm. And photographers often wonder why, why is that the first question? I see it in all the forums and oh, all the yeah. Facebook groups. Why do they start that? That's the reason why. While the other piece. I'm sorry, the making, reason why is what? Is why? The reason why is they've, they've gone through the buying process of something else triggered the awareness that they have a requirement for mm-hmm. it. They've done their research to build their knowledge, the consumer has, right? And by visiting other websites, following a Google search. They make when they've done that and they visit 10 photographers' websites, they narrow it down to two or three they want to reach out to. But they believe the consumer believes they've done all their research. Right. So the only question that they have to ask that's left is what do you charge for? Right. And that's and that's the reason why that happens. Because we talked about, you know, profit being the second most important word to me. Why is the most important as to why does something happen? So that's why that happens. I did my postgraduate um masters in i did my masters in looking at at the online buying process 
of consumers. So mm. that's where that sort of knowledge came from. But if you think about what you're doing with Facebook, you which you're advertising once you get it right is you're disrupting their scroll. They're not even aware they have a requirement for this, but you stop the scroll, you bring them into your world, which gives you the opportunity to build their knowledge around the difference that you make right mm -hmm. to their lives yeah without they considering any other photographer right that's the key difference right same i have that experience doing charity auctions is they're not and unless there's like 10 other photographers at, and i i don't do an auction if there's a lot of other photographers but it's that like you said that stimulation of oh oh those are nice pictures oh you know honey we have been talking about you know, the kids are growing up, maybe we should do that. And we're not competing. And would you not agree that then we can charge? Uh, because we're not competing, then the prices we set, they're just either, yes, that works or no, it doesn't. Like we're not, we're not, um, I don't know what the word is. It, we can charge a lot more right off the bat, potentially, than if we were in that world where we were, where there was a price competition. Am I, am I on track to what you're saying? Yes, I, I suppose, I suppose the inquiries that come from that web inquiry, right? From, because somebody has researched a whole of photographers already, your job is more difficult to get the client off the price and see the value in what you do right. if they're comparing you to a whole of other photographers. Right. I, I, um, almost never booked somebody that came to me through a search because they've already found $100, $200, $400 websites. I, I'm a big uh, proponent of not putting prices on a website, just making it so that they, they love what we do. They think they're going to like us and they need to call us. But yeah, I, that, uh, what is it? It's the blue ocean, right? Do you, you know yeah. that book, the blue ocean? I do. Yeah. So, like Kim, Kim and Mayburn. Yeah. It's, it's a great book, blue ocean strategy. So it's like the website uh, with people that are sailors in, in races, the website is like all the people bunched together. Right. And then the blue ocean is, is the, what you're talking about the, what's the word? What's your word? to pull people to you um anyway the blissfully unaware no the no okay so proactive marketing um so the blue ocean is the one that just skips all the competition it, as a person let's say in a race on a, on a sailing boat they just go around to where there's no other uh boats in the water and do their own thing so am i right that this is that we just like skip all of that just just go around and make our own way to the to win yeah it's 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 absolutely that luciana it's 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 even you know it's that and more it's it's you're now in control of your business right because you now have marketing that you can deploy you're relying on no one else it's not a build it and hope they will come strategy yeah. it's something that you're in control of that you can deploy when needed. Mm. You know, and we're not saying this is the only lead source. It's not, of course it's not, but it's, it's a great, 
it's an additional lead source because we all know the marketing multiplier. You know, the more we do, the more we will have. But too many photographers rely on other people to do their selling, whether that's Google with Google search, um, you know, that they hope to be high up with, with their SEO and, uh, and their blogging activities and all that sort of stuff, which is fine. I'm not saying you don't do that, but that alone is not enough. For me, that's the sort of cherry on top. It's mm-hmm. the, it's the, you know, you've got to have the foundation has to be a proactive marketing strategy and system that you're in control of as you can turn on and off as you need to generate the leads. And then the rest is the jam and the cherry on top, you know, that comes in anyway. But too many photographers rely on the jam and the cherry to provide the bread and it doesn't. And there's no nutrition there. We're starved. (laughs) Jam and bread sounds good though now. Uh, Thanks. I'm going to have to go (laughs) get some good bread. Um, I love that. So um, how much do you suggest to people who, let's say, want to have those hundred great clients that are investing in the thousands? What in a, let's say they live in a fairly large community, 500,000 or so, or even not so large, but what kind of monthly investment to get those 500 hot uh, potential leads so that we can get those hundred, uh, you know, what are people looking at? Do you think, is that even answerable? Um, it, it varies a lot depending on a whole lot of things, but let, but let me try and give you some answer because I always like to detail. I don't like to be um, too wishy-washy with this. So where, where I start with, I start with, so what's your marketing budget as a percentage of revenue? Um, and once you know that, then you can then, once you've got your budget, you can say, right, so if we go back to that sales conversion, if I need 100 clients, how many leads do I need to generate? And how many bookings do I need? So then you have a marketing budget per booking and a guidance budget per lead gathered, okay? So then once you build any campaign, and it doesn't matter what type of campaign it is, whether it's with marketing funnels online or it's a charity auction or whatever it is, you should have a, what I call, we use our 6D planner. So it's what's the goal and desire for the campaign? And this should be for every single campaign. So how many leads do you expect to generate? with how many bookings and then your marketing budget for the campaign, right? Is the number of bookings by whatever your marketing budget per booking is. That, I don't know how I would help somebody with that. Can you dial it down to, for example, because if someone's, okay. someone's starting out and they don't okay. have a marketing budget, they're not, okay. because they're not even, you know, like they might be, switching from shoot and share or what I call post and pray. That's a trademark phrase, by the way, (laughs) not really, Uh, you know, you post a gallery and pray that somebody buys something. (laughs) So they're switching. So um, um, can you give me more concrete numbers if somebody wants to, uh, let's say have us six figures in sales, and they've determined that that's a good start for them. What would you estimate 100,000 uh, doubloons? Okay. To how much of that should go in marketing budget or something? Anyway, help okay. me. <laughs> okay, let's, let's dive in with those figures because that's a great example. So let's say um, it's 100,000 in sales, right? And let's say 
cost of goods is 20%, right? So let's just say that, right? Uh So, and a lot of your listeners have done done profit first. So if I have 100,000 sales, 20,000 cost of goods, my real revenue or my added value margin is 80,000, right? Mm -hmm. For a business on best profit first principles, that 80,000 real revenue will deliver you 40,000 in owner's pay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we just take those numbers, so to get forty thousand in owners pay, right, and once you do your 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 marketing to sales ratios, have some idea, right, you then are able to calculate out what your marketing budget is per booking. So so let's take an example. So let's say it depends where we are with our business, right? So for a business that wants a hundred thousand revenue, right. If I'm only starting out, you need a bigger percentage of budget for marketing than if you're already an established business. Right. Because you're going to need to generate more leads from your proactive marketing activity, mm-hmm. you know, as distinct from your referrals and everything else, because you don't have referrals yet because it's a new business. So um, typically across all businesses, not just photographers, right? Most businesses starting out, they'll need a marketing budget for the year of about 10% of revenue. So about $10,000 or $10,000 for the year, for the year, $10,000 for the year. The minimum that we see photographers who are in business for for some time and have a great system for bringing past clients back, right? They probably still need, because everyone needs to generate new conversations with their marketing, needs a marketing budget of about 4%. Okay. Most photographers we see get by with six to seven to eight percent so it's somewhere in that medium so max out max at ten thousand as low as four thousand could be five or six thousand but you don't need that from the beginning right? right what you need at the beginning is to earn enough conversations to fill your studio for the next month right. and then that will finance your marketing budget for months coming thereafter right so yes. maybe a thousand for a hundred thousand dollar desire maybe at first a thousand dollars in marketing budget and then once things are rolling then maybe just four hundred dollars a month right and if you don't and if you don't have that to start right let's say you're coming from a position where you've literally no money right Mm -hmm. um well my question is so the equipment you bought did you need to spend as much as you needed to do on the equipment to get started you know, like, like if you've got, you've got to have a budget for your total business to get started. Right. And so just, you know, take some of the money that rather than getting the greatest and greatest camera, right. Take, get the, get, buy a secondhand camera and use the difference to invest in your business and your marketing. Right. Yeah. I used to, um, I was not a very proactive marketer, but when in, um, kind of early years, and there was a magazine that it was a freebie, but it was in all the right places. And then also Yellow Pages used to get me work. And I would spend five to eight hundred dollars a month back then. And I just always figured if it gets me one good client, then the rest is gravy. So a thousand dollars a month, if I get if I want 10 clients and it attracts 10 clients and those 10, 10 clients, let's say it's even just a $2,000 per. So that's 20,000. Okay. A thousand dollars out of that 20,000 that, that seems 
pretty logical to me. So, so let me just share some numbers with you. Okay. okay. So, cause we we've hundreds of photographers around the world who, who are implementing some of these systems. So on a register to win, um, you know, you will generate, um, you will generate a lead typically for somewhere between, if we define a lead as someone who fills out the form, right? Yes. Somewhere between um, five and $15, okay, per lead. Okay. And that typically translates for most. So here's the metrics. If I generate 100 leads and a register to win, 50, as we've already talked about, are not your client, right? Mm-hmm. And over a period of time, you will convert 30% of the leads you gathered. Okay. So you'll get 30 bookings. Typically, the cost per booking for people who do register to win funnels on Facebook with their advertising correctly will spend somewhere between 20 and $50 per booking. Per booking. Per right. booking. And so yeah. that's why you have to have um, your pricing and your sales ability and, and your clear branding that you're that's a great experience people are going to want you need to know how to handle those phone calls so all that other uh yes it goes into that but fifty dollars to have a, a two three five eight thousand ten thousand dollar sale it's nothing nothing <laughs> yeah and so so then if you so we talked about the charity funnel, right? There's so many other funnels. So another funnel, we would call a direct offer funnel, right? So it's different in the sense that the client is going to part with a commitment online, right? Mm-hmm. So so let me give you an example. So um, if we take one of our clients who runs a boudoir studio, right? Mm-hmm. And they will run a direct offer funnel all year round, but their Christmas one, they'll turn their focus from connecting with, um, women on Facebook to connecting with men to buy this gift ah. for their partner for Christmas, right? Okay. Um, and on that, what you're doing is they're purchasing the experience and the clever photographer who does this, they include something tangible, right? Because we all love the tangible. So they'll include a little gift box that might include lipsticks and other bits and pieces, as well as oh. the gift certificate in there, oh. right? And um, the typical cost for a booking of that kind right will cost you between 80 and 120 dollars but here's the thing so uh, one of our mentors brad bulmer they run a third generation portrait studio in in barnsley um and when he runs this you know last year he got 56 bookings from this and but what it did was and he's also a steve saparito client and so he it has enabled him to be able to have a conversation with the partner first and then the client who's the woman right and Ah. his sales went up significantly by having that conversation with both of them Mm -hmm. he was able to turn those sessions then into partner sessions whether the partner took place in the session or not but they were there Mm. And their average sale went up significantly. I think it was a 1.6 or 1.7 multiplier from where their average was because they involved both parties. Nice. Yeah, I but love that's that. an example of a direct offer, you know. Yeah. So there's, and there's various, so there's a whole load of different ways you can do this. Right. Um, and you know, a lot of people say to me, but Ronan, people, you know, people who have money on Facebook to invest, you know, um, they don't want to win anything because you know they could be millionaires or whatever. Everybody 
wants to win something, whether their multi-billionaire wants to win something. And here's yeah. why it's based on biology, right? right. When, 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 when somebody wins something, it releases endorphins into our body that excites mm-hmm. us and makes us happy, right? Mm-hmm. Whether I'm a billionaire or I have no money at all, we want that biological experience, right? Yeah. And that's what winning does. I love it. I love it. Now, so I'm like my uh, ebook is called 10 Big Ideas for Marketing in the Real World, meaning getting out of the house, getting away from computers. Are there some proactive marketing where we're not computer driven that, you know, are there places, thoughts on that? Absolutely. So it's about, and you've already talked to us, Lucy, about, you know, once you know your ideal client, right? Um, then it's about identifying where does that ideal client hang out? Um, so, for example, you know, um, I, I'm a great fan of Mike Michalowicz. Um, he's a, a real hero of mine, mm. you know, and he really, because I love his mission, you know, uh, to, to eradicate entrepreneurial profer, uh, poverty. But, you know, he does um, so much of what he teaches and he writes about is is really easy to implement, right? So if you take his book, Pumpkin Plan, you know, it's about identifying who your ideal client is, right? And then figuring out where they hang out and putting yourself there. So I've gone through this process with a number of photographers and there was one family portrait photographer that we worked with and he identified that his ideal clients always, always, always play golf. Always what? And I said, play golf. Oh, golf. Play okay. the game of golf. They always, mm-hmm. his, his ideal client for family portraiture, they always play golf. And I said to him, so what's your strategy to put your business in front of as many people in the local golf club? And he had none, mm. right? And so it's really vital that whatever you do to put yourself where your ideal client is offline, right, in person, that where you're putting that effort is where your ideal client right. is. Right. Because too often I see the opposite where they, a lot of photographers say, I'm doing this, 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 and this. And I say, so is your ideal client there? And they say, what do you mean? Yeah. I say, well, <laughs> why are you doing that if your client's not there? Right. You know, you've, right. you've got to, that's the key. You've got to start with that ideal client first. Right. So one of the, um, one of the places that I've helped people is to set up at uh, expos and art shows Uh, and where our ideal clients are. So not just like I did a children's expo once just downtown San Diego and it was, you know, just everybody. I I did it for fun. I wasn't planning to make a killing on that. It just, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, But like one of my clients, one of my coaching clients set up at a horse show and we set the booth up and it was an enter to win. So register to win, enter to win. And they got like 15 great leads and two of two or three of them brought in almost $20,000 in sales. So that's a in the flesh version of what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yes. And a great way to do that. Uh, Lucy, it, we've, I have a lot of clients who've done that too, right? But it's to combine the online with the offline okay so if if you can at that um trade stand provided everyone has access to the internet for 4g or 5g or whatever which is going everywhere now anyway so most places in the country have that 
you can then have, say, a QR code underneath the register to win, right? Mm-hmm. That they can scan with their phone and it brings them to the online form to fill out. Oh. Um, and then you can still ask that why question. So it makes it really simple for them to, to enter, as you say, enter to win. Um, and it brings that lead then into your system that it automatically comes into your email nurturing system and everything else that follows thereafter. So then you can keep following up with the ones that maybe you call them, they didn't get back to you, but they keep the get your newsletter. I also love uh, and suggest people use snail mail and send out a quarterly postcard that's like a limited edition gift. I've gotten a postcard from um, my mortgage broker every quarter for at least 15 years. And I've referred her, I've used her many times as the interest rates went from, I think I was at 10% <laughs> and then it would keep going down. So yeah, I think there's also power in, in uh, real, you know, like not just online, but online sure does yeah. give us a lot of power. Well, well there was, there was recent. There was research done, Lucy, by PPA in the last couple of years, and it was around, you know, they were talking to consumers as to, so you had a family portrait experience done before, you know, why haven't you had another one done since? Ooh. And the, and the key question that the key answer they got was, well, we always mean to do it, but life gets in the way. But if the photographer had contacted us and offered us this, right, to come back in, we would be much more likely to have gone ahead. Interesting. Because we just keep putting it off. Yes. Um, and that, you know, one of the things you, you mentioned earlier to me, um, I don't know if it's okay to say about quantum now at this stage, but you mentioned to me earlier about, um, you know, our approach to things and products we offer and stuff like that. But one of the things we considered was, you know, when, before we launched quantum was that a lot of photographers, a lot of people, regardless of whether they're photographers or not, you know, we know the power of presentation, physical presentation. Right. Um, and, and we sat down one day and we said, you know, a lot of photographers, when they when they sell digital files as part of what they do after they've sold the wall art and the album and the folio box and um, that often, you know, they send a we transfer link or a Dropbox link. Right. And often that's a disconnect from the client experience they're trying to deliver. Mm-hmm. So when we sat down uh, before we launched Quantum and you won't have seen Quantum anywhere else. It's new to the industry. Um, and we, we showed it at, at Imogene and it was the talk of Imogene. We said, so what are the two things that a client brings with them everywhere, right? They bring their wallet with them and they bring their phone. So how can we enhance the digital experience by making sure that the photographer's details is a physical presentation, but thereafter it lives on both their phone and in their wallet? And we came up with Quantum, which is basically, and I know our, our, our viewers can't see us, but it's a nicely designed package that contains a card that looks like a credit or debit card, except okay. it's printed with an image of the client, right? And the other side of it then has the photographer's brand, right? Mm-hmm. And what this card does is it triggers the opening of a cloud of images on the client's phone. So when they tap their phone, it wow. opens it up automatically, right? And um, and the photographer is full control within that. It looks like a, a really 
how does the word I say, sexy looking gallery like a photographer would want, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean sexy from in that it's pretty, it's it's branded, it you know, it 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 has all those. And the photographer decides whether they want the client to be able to download high res or low res images, whether they want them to be able to share the images from that under on 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 social media or not. But more importantly, it has a, a, a story branded website built within it for anyone who's sharing in person on their phone. So they're having a cup of coffee with a friend. They're looking at the family portraits on, the, on, on, their, on their friend's phone and say, oh, wow, I want to do that. Who's the photographer? They click on the photographer, opens up a story branded website with a direct let's chat or if you want that to be to bring them into your world. But wow. the other key thing is why it's designed is this card then, and I'll show you mine, Lucy. It has it happened for our viewers who can't see what we're talking about. It has a picture of my beautiful wife married 30 plus years mm-hmm. and myself. Um, and then either side has um has the photographer's logo, right? So after I tap my phone and I put that cloud of images on my phone, right? That now lives in my wallet. So every time I go to my wallet, I'm reminded. I want to keep it because it is a photo of my beautiful wife, ah. but it also reminds me of the photographer who took it. Nice. So, so the photographer's work now is living on the client's phone and in their wallet. And they're the two things people bring everywhere with them. Brilliant. And that's why Lucy, I wanted to all your viewers to gift everyone, right. Um, a complimentary quantum so they can see this for themselves in person. So I know we're going to talk about that at some stage as to how people can right. do that. Yes. So I'm, we're just about um, out of time. So I did have two questions for you. And one was uh, how to get in touch and did you have a special offer? So you just shared about the offer. So how do they get that? What's the website? What's the path? So if, if, if they visit um, 3XM, so that's the number 3XMsolution.com and um, they can order their quantum pack and when they get to the cart, if they put the word in profit, it will make sure that they get that delivered to them um, so absolutely at no cost. So P-R-O-F-I-T. P-R-O-F-I-T. The, you, the word you love and I love so much. <laughs> and uh, this will be in show notes if you are driving and uh, can't take that down. And what's the best way to get in touch with you? The, the best way is um, is probably on my website. So Ronan Ryle, R-O-N-A-N-R-Y-L-E dot com. I'm sorry. It's Ronan. O for Roger, O for Orange, N for Nectar, A for Apple, N for Nectar. And then R for Roger, Y for Yankee, L okay, for you Yankee, lost me for with that. <laughs> you lost me with all that. Ronan Ryle is just the R-Y-L-E. Okay, got R-Y-L-E, it. R-Y-L-E, yeah. It's myname.com. Apparently there's only, you see, I've tried to find another one, but there's only one Ronan Ryle in the world. Oh, so cool. any web address I need, nice. any email address I need, I never have a problem yeah. getting it. <laughs> there, there's only a few Lucy Dumases and most of them are in France. So I, I kept, it was my first husband's last name. Uh, we already shared uh that on my dad's side i'm irish which probably 90 percent of americans can say they come from somewhere in ireland um but the other side my mom's is french and when i married the guy whose last name was dumas 
Dumas, as they said in the South where he's from, it just fits so well, Lucy Dumas. So I, I kept that name because I love it. Anyway, so yes, I, um, Ronan Ryle, not that many out there. <laughs> okay, what's the other thing? Oh, so what would you either after we say goodbye, think, oh, I wish I had mentioned that or what you'd like us to take away. Like what's your, what's sort of a final wrap up before we close out this incredible conversation? I would say Lucy is please, please, please don't underestimate the work you do and the difference it makes to people mm. because many photographers talk about know that their work empowers women gives them confidence if they're doing boudoir or they're doing makeovers or whatever that that type of photography is but it it goes well beyond that that all the work that photographers do right when you capture those important relationships the simple thing most people do if you're like me when i view our family portraits is it brings a smile to my face Mm -hmm. and a smile does one key important thing it's totally underrated but it actually releases endorphins into our body. And those endorphins make us less stressed. And a population less stressed is healthier mind, body, and spirit. So, you know, where the medical profession do an amazing job and have done so during this pandemic to help people who are sick and and save many lives, the work we do prevents a lot of people getting illnesses, particularly mental illnesses, due to not having confidence or not feeling loved or not feeling wanted. So please, please, please don't underestimate what you do by taking control of your marketing, by creating a profitable business allows you to make a difference to more people's lives. And collectively that work amplifies the creation of a healthier society through photography. And that's why I do what I do, Lucy. That's why I do every single day I get out to say, how can I help photographers be better at business? So collectively we can amplify the creation of a healthier society through photography. I am totally on the same page with you on that Ronan. And now in helping photographers, I get to help more people than I could have possibly done in my 30 plus years, which makes me super happy because I feel that same, that same way. I, you know, there's, there's losses in our life and it's not just, oh, you know, somebody passed away, but my little great grand nephew is no longer one month old. He's, he'll be two this summer. And so I've lost that little cuddly boy forever, but the pictures make my, I have this little aunt Lucy shoulder that craves (laughs) babies. That's why I was a baby photographer primarily for so many years. And I can feel them on my shoulder and, and smell that baby smell when I see the portraits. So, you know, it, but I love that, that it gives that endorphins. And these days in the COVID world, uh, it's harder for me to get endorphins because I'm not out hugging my photographer friends and going to lunches and dinners and things like that. So I never thought of that piece to it. And I, I'm going to add that to my list. It makes the world healthier, happier, you know, mental health, physical health, endorphins are a happy thing. (laughs) So thank you so much, Ronan. I was going to say Ryan, but it's not Ryan, it's Ronan. And I know that. Oh, I almost had an Irish accent there, right? 
<laughs> you were close. You were close. <laughs> All right. So um, everyone stay tuned for my wrap up. And um, Ronan, it's just been a delight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lucy. It's been a pleasure. Well, I'm back after saying a goodbye to Ronan Ryle. And thank you for listening to the show. I don't have any um, anything special to tell you about other than just be sure to join my Facebook group and like my page, the Profitable Photographer page and the Profitable Photographer. Um, so let's see if we can do a quick wrap up. What I got the most was how having a proactive marketing program is the way to keep ourselves consistently working and working when we want to and not working if we don't. And I really enjoyed, I'm not always a numbers person, but it is really valuable to know our numbers. So understanding that to get a hundred great clients, we need a hundred leads that are in the likely prospect category. I liked how he talked about the importance of marketing funnels uh, and how he, he talked about how putting a lot of effort into being uh, doing blogs and other SEO activities, it's valuable, but it's not what's going to land us ideal clients as effectively as doing the proactive marketing, helping people have a desire stimulated. And so he talked about the paid advertising, a register to win program where they get a session and a photo credit. And that um, even super rich people like to win stuff because it gives us those endorphins. And what else? Um, I asked him about how much to budget and to, to get those 500 uh, potential leads that can give somebody a hundred great clients. And he suggested about 10% of our budget to start out with would go to marketing and eventually maybe 4%. So um, I know that might sound like a lot to be spending $502,000 a month doing Facebook ads, but if it's drawing the ideal clients to us and also saving a lot of time and effort because things like blogging and other, you know, activities to do search engine optimization that costs time and money. So, um, anywho, and I love how he boiled down to being sure always to ask the question why, um, that stimulates people thinking about the reason that a desire to have a portrait, um, would, like, what's the reason? So, and, and then I loved his parting um, uh, thoughts about how photographs of people that they look at on a regular basis make them smile, people that they care about. And that creates endorphins, 
positive endorphins, which creates good health, good mental health, um, keeps people from being sick, helps people be happier over time. So I love that aspect that we can actually change the world with our photography. And it doesn't have to be like the best image that's uh, ever been since the history of time. If it's a portrait of somebody that someone cares about, or if it's even beautiful, uh, you know, people who are doing fine art photography, beauty creates endorphins as well. So thanks again for listening and uh, stay in touch. Let me know if you have any questions that you would like covered on a Q&A uh, episode. And that's it for now. Big old hugs. Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.